Attention. The National Weather Service has issued a hurricane warning for the entirety of the National Hockey League. Please stay tuned for further information from the Storm Cellar. Welcome back to the Storm Cellar. Brad and Ray are with you again after Whaler's Night. Can I, should awesome. I sing it? <laughs> Love it. What an amazing game, right? Yeah, I'm going to tell you, for some, as someone who really, really, really wanted to hear Brass Bonanza more often, I can't say I was disappointed with the game. New Jersey yeah. brought it. Our boys had a little bit of trouble with giveaways and stuff, but they fought through. And how about Kachekov? Oh, some of those saves, right? Definitely the game and, stick. He he held on the whole game because they they got outplayed by and large. They should have lost that game. Probably. Probably. Yeah, that's that's a fair that's a fair statement. And I hate the idea of them losing on Whalers night. It just uh, gets to me. Um, he was focused and we'll talk about PK in a little bit. And, you know, yeah, our the interview situation, was but it was uh, wow. You know, just a just a great game. Sensational game. I'm glad everyone's on board. And yeah, we'll we'll get into it. Let's get into it. We don't have a guest today. That's we do, we something... don't. Um, we were supposed to have a guest last week, yeah. uh, and 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 we weren't able to record. Um, and so this week, uh, she is uh, celebrating some family business and uh, yeah. you know, all good stuff. Uh, but next week we will have computer and coin. Nancya is coming back. Uh, which it would have been a one year anniversary to see how she's developed in a year, but it'll yeah. be a year in two weeks since she was first weeks. on. And we'll see how things are going, you know, with hockey life for her because uh, I can't wait. I bet it. she's got stories. How about the limericks, right? Every oh yeah, I love it. What I, a creative individual! This. Like it, it's amazing to me. Super, like, I, you know what? I have to wonder, and I'm going to have to ask her this. And so, she, if she's listening to this, she knows the question's coming. Uh, she started out with the haiku. Mm-hmm. And I had messaged her. There's one weird thing about uh, Judge Wapner, Raymond, is that uh, he's kind of made a name for himself. If you know anything about me, I used to have uh, Haiku Week, where I, every response that I did to everyone was in the form of a haiku. And uh, it's my favorite form of poetry. I got pictures of me standing next to the uh, the community sign of Haiku in uh, Maui. There's a place called oh, yeah. uh, sorry, not me. It's not in uh, Maui. It's yeah. Well, I, I guess yeah. That's what it is. It's like on that island. There's a little place called Haiku. And I got pictures of it. Like, I absolutely love it. And I mentioned it to her. And no sooner do I mention it to her than she flipped to Limerick. And I'm like, I'm hoping it didn't scare her off from it. But the Limericks <laughs> are even better, right? Like, the Limericks are even better. So, it, yeah. was, it was crazy. I want to ask her. It was awesome. I feel like we connected there. I love the creativity I mean, you can see the creativity with the videos. The videos, the yeah, just the like, start they're one, awesome, right? and just how into it she is. She is, I mean, she's like a sponge, right? She just wants to learn everything mm-hmm. about it, and it's sensational. It makes her one of my favorite Kaniacs. Anytime somebody Absolutely. will just jump in with both feet and just just go for it, I think is exceptional. It is. It is absolutely, absolutely. Where do we want to start, though? So we couldn't do that, but that's okay. It's just the two of us. We'll we'll dive in. Let's um, well, let's talk about the game a little bit. You know, we got it's it's the Devils. Like they're a Metro team. They're underperforming. It's it's a game you kind of expect to win after a couple of days off. But I mean, the Devils came out and and a little bit. It reminded me of the old style Devils, right? Like you have kind of a yeah. neutral zone trap slowing things down that Carolina was having a, a lot of difficulty with. And I don't, it didn't look like the ice, 
but there were a lot of like errant passes and like weird puck turnovers. It just, it just wasn't a clean game. If that makes sense. There you were, know what I mean? yeah, it was, uh, and I, uh, unfortunately I had to watch the, uh, the devil's, uh, feed of the game and they were very quick to point out. And I don't know if it was out of pride uh, as a way to maybe, pump up the devil's style of play and what they were causing or in shock because it really doesn't happen all that often. It was the number of giveaways. The number of giveaways were just out of mm-hmm. like they were approaching 30 or did they, did they get the 30? It was, it was crazy. I don't know. It was, went on. it was, it was way, way too many. And I, you could see the place like guys, you know, make those passes to the tape and stuff. It seems like the passes were just off and they're making some bad choices, but they, they survived through. And thankfully they had uh Kuchetkov who lost his stick four times. Oh, so at least one of those times it was, it went out for, for punchy, uh, punchy punch, pucky punch. Yeah, it's what I saw. It's what I saw on Twitter. <laughs> it needed a koozie. <laughs> there was an apology. Uh-oh. It's like the time Tuka Rask was leaving the ice and and you know forgot they weren't actually down a goal. It was yes, 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 exactly. Get back, get back. It was, it was, a, it was a, it was a crazy, wild, entertaining game. Everyone had a good time last night. I loved watching and the the music. Uh, the the individual responsible for the music in between puck drops, DJ Mister Ills, Chef's kiss on the selections there. That was fantastic all night. Loved it. They they just dove into the theme, made it that much more enjoyable. It wasn't just the game; it was the environment. It was the spirit. Was. This was on. the was, best Whalers night, I think. I mean, they've always they've they've done the headpans, the headbands, and the Walkman and stuff before. Like they dove into that. They threw mm-hmm. some like old style filters. Uh, Jack Ridnour, who's been on in that creative team, you know, with the graphics, yeah. kind of made them look old school, right? I love, I love the fact that they went with white Whalers jerseys and not the yes. gray. That gray is just uh, just a very blah gray color. I've never been a huge fan of that. The whites are way better. Tom, um, if, if you're just bring out blue ones like i'll buy one like blues are where it's at i'm sorry but yeah everything about the night i thought they they really have you know dove in hard is it a money grab people are gonna say yeah it's a money grab but so is the other 81 home games or 81 games a year you yeah know, it, it, they're it's all about separating you from your money folks it's <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Wait, yeah waiter's exactly. night works really well like let them do it it's one of the you know they're not going to stay here if they're not making money, right? And they're making money. Like there's a wait list on season tickets, but it, and it even felt old school hockey. Like like I said, they yeah. you know, New Jersey wanted to slow things down. It was a zero zero goalie battle. Um, it's the first time in a long time that we have not seen both New Jersey goalies in a game. Congrats yeah. on congrats on Vanacek for staying in for a whole sixty, you know, three and a half minutes this time. Like good for he him. Was sharp too. He was really sharp as well. He it was. was a he true looked great. Goaltender battle. It, it was, and and Kachekov, you know, to, to jump ahead a little bit, you know, Kachekov, he had just a stinker the other night, right? The the end of the first period, you know, he lets in the goal. Okay, that's one you should, you know, you really shouldn't give up. Then he lets in the one from the red line, and you know, I mean, the quote that he, you know that he said was, you know, something to the effect of. You know, I had no confidence, you know, from that red line goal. You know, I just need to focus for my position and my hands. I don't have a lot of ideas. I just want to work. Yeah. And then they then they asked me last night, he said, you know, I felt better. The team helped me. The defense played well. Today I feel more better. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe after the Colorado game, you know, a team win, I was happy. I come back today, same situation. I just played the first period, second period, no ideas. I just want to do my job. Uh, I left out the swears. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which was yeah. wicked funny. So, number one, his English it's in no on. time at all has gotten to be phenomenal. Like, good for him. Like, he's yeah, I'm sure he's working so. hard. But it, it's kind of one of those, 
you know, we're going to talk about this in a few minutes, kind of a Jekyll and Hyde feast and famine with another player. Yeah. And you still get some of that from Kachekov, but I think it's important to note that, you know, Rod Brindamore has again said he's a young kid, right? He's, he's, as far as goalies go, he's a baby still. Oh, right. so So he's getting better. He's improving. He's working. He's, He's not unlike Sveshnikov in that you see him putting in the extra work to try and get better. You know, g- goalies don't appear magical and, and are winning everything when they're in their early, early 20s. They, it just takes a little while longer. It's a different position. So I do think they need to do something about goaltending. Um, but what I don't know, uh, the news on Ranta is Ranta is going to be out for, quote, a few weeks, end quote, from Rod Brindamore. Yeah. And Rod Brindamore speak, that probably means, I'm going to say, at least until the trade deadline. Yeah. Now, Rand- now Anderson's back on the ice, but there's no guarantees there. No. And we don't know for how long. And you don't know. You have Spencer Martin, right? You, so you're not, you're not, I don't want to say you're not desperate because I think in some ways you are. Yeah. You know, it's not an emergency. Yeah, we're right. not we're not you know relying on an e bug every night you know right. like that's that <laughs> we're we're okay there but you are right we're kind of on a knife's edge here yeah where it could tip one way or the other and it's yikes right imagine yeah, imagine uh, you know uh, Kachekov who's already had a concussion. Imagine him taking another shot off the melon, right? Yeah. Ring his bell or something like that. And I know it's there to protect it, but if he gets another concussion and Anderson is not back and Ront is not back, now it's now it's Spencer Martin who it's you know Martin what? He played great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and Martin played Martin played great in his game. So uh, yeah, that's one that's one thing. But ask yourself as a hurricane: Is that the situation you want to be to have going into the playoffs? Yeah, and for you? you know, experience, you know, long you know, longtime fans will know this, and newer fans may or may not um, understand it. Like up front, like they they probably know it in the back of their head, but the NHL playoffs more than any other playoffs. It's about attrition. Yeah. Who who can get to the end with the most bodies who can still play with the least amount of injuries? And that team wins more often than not. Yep. And to, to go into the playoffs with two unknown goalies and Kachetkov who can be hot and cold and Martin who's there, but even when he plays well, is not necessarily any better than our third goalie, you know? Yeah. It's just not a it's not a warm fuzzy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean it, it you certainly know, I, makes you nervous. I'll say that. Yeah. And and it doesn't help when Brendan Moore says last night, you know, they asked him about it and he and he came out and once again said, you know, we like to pick up our people in the off season, not mid season. Which yeah. you know, take it with a grain I mean, of salt, right? Don's gonna yeah. if Don gets a good deal, he'll do it. But if he doesn't get a good deal, he won't. And we just don't know. But with you know, I, I was happy to see that Kachekov is maturing to a point where he lost some confidence after that red line goal. He gets pulled, which I thought was a mistake. I'm like, you're, I'm like, you're going to crush the kid's confidence if you pull him, but they they pull him because what do I know? Ronta gets hurt. Yeah, <laughs> had they listened to me yelling at the TV when Ronta was in, no, don't put in Ronta, then Ronta would still be okay. I'm just just saying. And then he comes back in for the third and and. Plays phenomenal. And then yeah. last night plays phenomenal. So, yeah, it's, you know, c- consistency is the main thing you want out of a goaltender. Like, you, you want to know what to expect. And that's the only knock on PK as a young man is we're not there yet, right? You don't quite know which version of him is going to show up. And we, yeah. that was the problem all season for the whole team. The team more or less has got it figured out. Um, You know, it. Yeah. I don't do this very often, but even TA has played two reasonably good games in yep. a row. I hope that's because yep. they're shopping him. But, you know, with Brett Pesci out, he's your seventh D man, and I that's a concern for me. But at least the last two games he showed that he's not a complete, uh, you know, waste of space. 
My only my only complaint about that would be the 10 minute misconduct at the end of the Avs game was ridiculous. Brendan yeah. Lemieux had already gotten a 10 minute and he was out there in the in the mix of it. You don't need to come up and start barking like a chihuahua after the fact and get 10 minutes as well. Yeah. And then I thought that was going to happen again last night where he he was in somebody's face. Um, I think it was when Bunting got in the scrum oh, and Tony yes. came in after and starts. And I'm like, I'm like, you just you just got a power play. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, you know, you, you got to figure out when to go and when not to go, buddy. So, you know, okay. So there's a lot to unpack in what you said. I, I, I'm going to point out, and this is going to sound like it's uh, patting myself on the back, probably, um, but it goes to pulling him or not. And you'll recall my very first thought at the end of the first intermission. And I posed the question to you, do you pull him? And I wanted to. So I'm going to say right off the bat, this is one of the times, one of the few times where you and I disagree, where I was just fine pulling him. And it wasn't so much that he made that, you know, he allowed that one goal in that game it was in the game before where there was a clear lack of focus a lot of people who were apologizing for him because it was a bad bounce on the boards and the puck got by and this is the vancouver game yeah and the third goal and the puck is going around the boards. It does a weird hop and comes right out to a Canuck. And it it wasn't that the, the bad bounce was there. That happens all the time, right? It was how slow he was to getting back in the net. It was yeah. like, it was like, eh, the puck beat me around. Oh, well, I've got time to get in front. No, you don't. He was looking right at the Canuck. And he still didn't see any sort of, there was no jump to get back into net. And that is just a lack of focus. And that is whatever. So that was one game. And it oddly and sadly, it was the goal that cost him the game. Yep. So now you take that one away and you get out to this blazing start, which we're going to get a chance to talk about a little bit, but you get this fantastic start and then you get beat on a two on one. He should he have had it. Eh, it was, it was a night. It was a nice play. The, you know, they get back in the game. Colorado gets back in the game. Seven seconds later, the pucks in the net again from a shot that, how you know what i mean yeah like it was it on was the replay down. i still don't know how he missed it i you, you just don't know how he missed it and i thought oh my god you know what pull him and send a message that's what i yeah. thought yeah like sometimes you got to be yes there yes he's a kid or whatever but half arsing it is not going to do it in this league mm-hmm. yeah and so i put the question to you do, do you think rod would do it i didn't think he would either but I wanted him to. And mm-hmm. it sounds strange. You're up three to two and you're going to pull your goal. You're still winning. What's the problem? Yeah. And then they went to Ronta and I was like, yes, you know, maybe you get the message. Of course, Ronta gets hurt making that Gumby save again. Can you imagine McKinnon not scoring from that position with the puck and uh, with a net that wide open? I know it cost me like 40 bucks. <laughs> it did. It did absolutely. Like the the law. The law. I mean, nine point nine times out of ten, that's in the net. Yeah. And Ronta goes full Gumby, instantly hurting himself. He toughs it out through the period, and now you got to go back. And there's. Message and all I could uh, when at the end of that game, I thought message received. Message received because he did play a fantastic third. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he really began to focus, 
And then you look at last night, which was sensational. No problems other than maybe not being able to hold on to his stick. Um, there was there was nothing you could complain about. He was sharp. He was focused. Like he was, there was a lot of traffic in front of the net last night. A lot of traffic. And he was finding the puck. Even on deflections, those deflections in front, you had that one there, little flip, and he just like readjusted, catches it, has a tiny bit of flair in the catch, right? <laughs> it was nice. He was confident. It was great. That is the focus that you want. And you said it earlier. It's a great sign of what we have him for. Mm-hmm. In the years to come, you have the, the, the games like that last night is what we see coming in the right. In the you you see if if he can do that consistently, right? Yeah, and yeah, Piotr's one of those like it feels like early on you can tell when he's going to be on and when he's not, right? When he's being aggressive, when he has like that a little bit of swagger, when he's yeah, you know, when he's moving, he's animated. Yeah, it's going to be a good night. But yeah, I think the word I forgot if it was you or maybe Andy was like lollygagging on that Vancouver goal. You know, uh, yeah. lollygag yeah, around that, the infield. Yeah, lolly, yeah, yeah. it's me. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was he, and that's what he did. So yeah, I don't. You know, this it's one of the rare times I think that we disagree and I, we're both right, right for our, the the right reasons. Yeah, you know, like m- me worried about his confidence, and you like no, like he needs a good kick in the butt, and and I, I'm glad it worked out. It's bum, you know, it was a bummer that Ronce got hurt. The good news is because we have Martin as a third goalie. Had something happened to Piotr, then we we could we didn't have to use an e bug. So the e bug right. was in the building, but we could use our own goalie, which is a rule change for this year. So we could have used Spencer Martin um, since we had him available. Yeah, which which would have at least been nice, right? At least you're playing in front of somebody you know. Like I'm, I'm knocking on wood. I'm crossing my fingers. I'm throwing salt over yeah. my shoulder for PK's health. But, um, yeah, I, you know, Piotr's a, a kid who I'm not quite ready for him to be the number one guy in the playoffs. But I know he has the ability. It's yeah. it's it's only a consistency thing because he's he already has done well in the playoffs in his very first season as a rookie and he's a, he's certainly a better goalie now than he was then mm-hmm. but but you're right he's you know he's it, it's just a maturity thing and he's he's still a young kid i you know i i don't it's been 30 years almost since i was his age like yeah you know, i don't i don't know that i remember being that young anymore but well so. you know what and his why there was comments you know on in social media about man someone's got to keep him tied to the net when he comes out and plays it or whatever he <laughs> loses his stick or he's whatever and i thought yeah you know what i lived through archie and the heart you know trauma that he put on me every night um i don't know that i want to live through that again like yeah archie's adventures were <laughs> you know spectacular and he loved playing the puck and it's that you know, one of the things that you come to love about him and then, you know, PK and his stick and the way he handles the puck, like when he dove out, he dove out to cover that puck, lost his stick, didn't cover the puck. Yeah. And how we got away with not allowing a goal there. Couldn't believe it. My, uh, yeah, I was like freaking out at the TV. So look, we got the win. PK's on fire again. That's great. I love it. You know what else I love? A Martin Natchez that is feasting instead of (laughs) famine and driving us nuts. And that's Um, what he did against (laughs) Colorado. Could you believe that? I mean, yes, that's the funny part is even even when I bag on him, yes, I, I absolutely believe it because I know that's what he's capable of. And that's yeah. that's what drives me insane. I think I I called it feast or famine, Marty Natchez. You said Jekyll and Hyde. I think both of those are pretty apropos. Yeah, Marty Nate. So the the one that stuck out to me, Ray, and my first thought was of you. I went, oh, that's a Ray thing. 
the first goal, Marty Natchez goes through like because you always talk about like the pirouettes, right? Yeah. He goes through like he does he does the move, boom, boom, boom. He threw four defenders, the pucks in the net because he chose to drive and shoot it. Yeah. And what drives the two of us insane is when he does all that, and then instead of shooting it, he drop passes it. And who's he drop pass it to every time? The defender you just blew by. And yeah. I was like, I was like, that's what drives me insane about Marty Natchez is he can do it, but then he has to shoot. You just put the puck on the net. I don't, I don't care if it's a bad shot. I don't care if you hit him in the crest necessarily, but don't, don't do, don't expend all that work, right? Yeah. Burn all those calories. Like you're burning, like how many joules of force have you used up to get through, to get an angle to then drop past it? I think I think it was Slavin last night had one too. Marty Natchez had one, just you know, boom boom around the defender, drop pass, and I'm like, like there's literally no teammate there. You don't have a yeah. teammate within 20 feet, and there's two devils standing. Like, what are you doing? And and that's what just drives me insane. It's that's I I wonder about a contract for Marty and what that's going to look like because of the just like with Piotr, like the inconsistency, and it's. It's not a it's not a hockey skills thing. No. It's 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 like Piotr. It's like, do you just space out sometime, Marty Natchez? Like, do you just have the puck and you're in the zone and then you're like, oh squirrel? And and then you don't know what to do. <laughs> because that's what it feels like sometimes. And and during the Avs game, I mean, a natural hat trick in and of itself is difficult, right? The fact Very it's in a difficult. first period is unbelievable. I think it was on three shots. The Canes had four shots, but three of those were Marty's, and they all went in. I mean, what an yeah. unbelievable – like, that's like the Jarvis hat trick. Like, we'll be talking about that hat trick for years. Yes. And But last night when he, he made a move and he dropped past, and I think I posted, like, like I think I strained my eyes, rolling my eyes so hard that he can play, like, not just an all-star, but, like, a sure fire should 100%. How can you overlook him? All-star one minute. And then the next game, I'm just like, what? Just why? why? Like, why did you do that? It's, you know, it's, it's infuriating. He is super fun to watch, but yeah, that was was just one of those things where I was, you know, like Nate, just you're killing me, dude. Like, Like, I like you. You have all the talent in the world. My argument has always been, do you fit our system? And then you go and you show that you can work within our system and put up points and be productive. And then you just brain fart. And I don't know what to do because other than like, I don't know, like a $500 fine for any member of the team who drop passes to the opponent. I think that, I think that should be a rule. I think that should be a kangaroo court rule tomorrow. (laughs) You drop pass it and the opponent and like, there's not another player, you know, we look on video and if there's not a Hurricanes player closer than an opponent player, it's 500 bucks. Yeah. And send because, that money to charity or do whatever. Make something yeah, good out of it's it. It's spreading. Man, oh, man. I forgot if it was I Stahl or Slave, and it was one of those guys did it. And I was like, was that Marty? No, Marty's not on the ice. That's Who yeah. did that? Like, oh, my, it's <laughs> contagious. It's gotten worse. Yeah. You, you <sighs> know what? Uh, I'll tell you one thing. The, the other thing that I've noticed and perhaps this is a, a really great sign in my eyes. Uh, since the All-Star game, Martin Natchez was playing the full length of the ice game. He yes. was responsible defensively. And that was one of my... He was, he was going after the puck hard. You know what I mean? He did do puck pursuit. He like he's not uh, a maniacal puck retriever like Martinuk is. That guy's that that's he's like uh, a dog on a bone, right? Like that's <laughs> Martinuk's game. He wants it so bad, and you could see him racing for it. He wasn't like that, but defensively responsible. He was not letting his guy go around wandering to the back door of the net. He was staying with him. And causing mm-hmm. ha- and and uh, I say causing havoc, but it, you know causing chaos for 
the guy that he was responsible for covering active stick defending and preventing passes and stuff like that's the what we wanted to see him all along and then you add all of that to what you just shared the speed the quickness the shot straight fire straight fire that's the guy that we want and maybe his agent got to him and told him dude you're not going to get a great contract unless you really turn it on. And now he's turned it on and I've got no trouble with him now. You know what I mean? Like really fantastic. He cuts to the middle and a great shot for the first goal. And, and that's, you know what everyone to, you know, uh, the hurricanes are a volume shooting squad the reason why they're a volume shooting squad are goals like Natchez's first against Colorado. You put it on net. You don't know what's going to happen. And somehow, you know, Georgiev, no, I never say his name right. And I think I got that <laughs> wrong. It hits him, rolls across his body and slides down between his legs and trickles in. Yeah, that doesn't happen unless you shoot. You right. know, put the puck on net, see what happens. You yep. know, you might you might be rewarded. So fantastic! I absolutely love that. Natchez, thank you for coming around. I really ripped on him hard earlier this season. Yeah, and you know, uh, the way he is now, I kind of feel guilty about that. But you know what? I I guess I don't know. Maybe he heard me. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. I I'm I am. We yeah, didn't you're ask, right. We we weren't we weren't being unreasonable in what we were asking from him. That's right, the yeah. thing. We were not yeah. being unreasonable. We were not saying, you know, dang it, Natchez, you got to score four goals a game, right? All the time, every game. What's right. the matter he, with you? You he stay. doesn't have to carry the team. No, but he does need to play basic defense and put points on the board. Yes, if he wants, because that's his role. That's that's just what you know is is basic levels of defense and put points on the board. No so question. I'm yeah I'm I'm happy. I, you know he's progressing. I think he's I think his mind is right, which has always I think been his big issue is is being mentally in the right headspace. Yeah, and and so yeah, I mean the good news is overall. Even though it was a zero-one overtime winner, one of it was sloppy, but at the same time, it was one of those games where you could see, like, even when nothing seems to be going right, you can hang in there, right? One of the yeah. few times they, they got outshot, like, like I said, passes weren't crisp, some really bad decisions. Uh, Piotr's stick going out for you know a, a beer koozie was not ideal, but yeah. they still hung in there, right, and played defense, which is what. Is is a zero one overtime winner not Rod's perfect game? It's you know what, not just Rod. I think every coach you'll hear it all the time. Every coach in the league, not very many of them want seven five, you know, eight six games. Oh, up your way, time. Edmonton and, and Calgary. Those guys seem to like those games because they well, have a lot they, of them. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do have a lot of them, but it makes a coach crazy. Yeah. I mean, the coach wants them to be better defensively, always, always better defensively. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that was something that is, uh, you, you know, he had to really, you know, aside from all the giveaways, he, that, that was right in his wheelhouse. You're absolutely yeah. right. And, yeah, it, you know, it, it, it makes good, it makes good for what's to come because we got three games coming up in the schedule mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, Dallas is going to be tough. Right, I mean, yep, it's still the, up Dallas. It's the uh, uh, you know Finland's uh, national men's hockey team. We get a preview of the Four Nations tournament with uh, all of the Finns on the ice. Um, between That's Dallas, true. they'll be playing it, some of those in Boston. I'm, I'll, I'm going to go to that. I'll be there. Yeah, it's going to be outstanding. It's going to be outstanding. Yeah. Then after that, it's uh, it's Arizona. In the mullet arena, smaller environment, less voice. They're still there for now. 
still there for now yeah and then finally on saturday before we all get back together again uh in vegas a game where we really put the boots to vegas let's make no mistake uh there they were greeted in a most unsportsmanlike fashion in raleigh when they came in mm-hmm. the hurricanes really wanted to show that and they did wow like that was one of the most impressive games that the Hurricanes have played all season. Yeah, let's do that again, right? I'd love to do that again, but different environment. You don't think that they want a little payback on that. So oh, that, yeah. you know that's coming. You know that's coming. Yeah, I mean, so, not that not, not that we haven't had games against you know good teams, but you know the, the 3-2 loss of Vancouver, which was really a, a, a PK error. You know, Vancouver's, you know, top team in the league right yeah so you know when you're looking to get you know against one of the top teams of leagues and you can measure stick and say we only lost that game because you know of of a brain fart yeah awesome vegas is another one of those like when you go in there and you and you do well against vegas you go okay we we can compete right that's good for the guys i I would rather drop the coyotes game than the vegas game for that reason right because the coyotes are always sneakily good they beat top teams all the time it's not like you shouldn't feel bad about that no. But when you can go into a place like Vegas and come out with the dub, it you know when you on the flight home you go, hey, they're you know they're like the you know fourth or fifth fifth best team in the league, and we just beat them. Like we we can do this, right? You're we're we're not quite to playoff time yet. We still got a couple of months, but you know you can see the light at the end of the tunnel at this point, right? You totally can. You totally can. And we're. Uh, slowly reeling in the Rangers. Rangers caught fire again. Uh, they're yeah. one, winners of four straight. They're not going to make it easy, you know, but uh, the Hurricanes are playing well, picking up points, going steady. There was question a couple of months back whether we were for real or we're going to have issues. They've They've turned it on just like we expected. They're playing the style that we have come to know and love, and mm-hmm. they're getting the results. Uh, you look at uh, Philly, who I'll say it now, I thought that they when they lost five straight going into the uh, going into the all-star game, I thought no Carter Hart no chance and yeah. i just thought that was going to be the end of it for them and now you know that coach right he can he he uh, okay i don't like the way he treats the uh media mm-hmm. at all but tortorella you got to give him the props <laughs> You you absolutely do, because now they're on fire again. They've won three straight. They've righted the ship. They yep. might be able to hold on to that third spot, which yeah. I think right now, if that were the case, they'll be the dance partner in the first round. If we That's can't true. get to the top, they'd be the first round opponent. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. I'm it, okay it, with yeah. I'm okay with yeah. it, but. Uh, nervous because they're still they're still hanging around despite the turmoil with arguably the best player that they have. I would rather so it looks like it probably will come down to the Flyers or the Islanders, mm-hmm. and I'd rather play the Islanders. We have, a we have history with them, yeah, and b their goal differential is a negative twenty one. I mean Philly's a plus four, which isn't great, but at least it's positive. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, but in, in even you. even with even with the the issues in Philly, I think Philly right now is the better of the two teams. No question. I mean, right now the Islanders are out, you know, on the outside looking in, and I don't know that they're going to make it. But but yeah, I I don't know how I don't know that we've ever played Philly in the playoffs, have we? I, I no. can't recall. No, no, how no. how you know that that's kind of a cool storyline though, right? Like Rod Brendamore back in Philadelphia in in the oh, playoffs, man. like playing his old team and hopefully just itself. you know, yeah, just taking it to him. Yeah, I, I I would be excited for that. So that would be that would be fantastic. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go off board here. 
before all of our guests yeah. know that we always uh, we always like to write everything out of what we're going to talk about. I want to save I want to save the uh, jer- we're going to discuss the latest release of the jersey, but I want to put that very last before we go out. It's okay. It's amazing. I'm going to throw this at you. Did you see the highlights of the? Um, Senators Leafs last night. I did. Uh, I assume by highlights you mean the empty net goal. Yes. Um, okay. I did. And and what, so what, set it they... set it up for anybody who hasn't seen it. Like okay, so uh, you know Ottawa plays Toronto really tough, really tough, and it's like hated rivals. And but they're the twenty number twenty eight in the league. Is that right? They're number twenty. Um, let me look, they but yeah, it, it, it's not. It's they, not good. They stunk. They stunk, and the Leafs are not. I mean, they're they're holding on, you know, but they're they're not winning games they should. And Ottawa yeah. is a team that they should beat. League wide, Leafs are thirteenth, and the Senators are twenty eighth. Like it's you know forty four points versus sixty points. It's not close. It's not even close, but Ottawa has a lead, and uh, the net, you know, the net's empty for the Leafs, and uh, I can't remember his name. Grieger, is that who it was who scored the goal? He skates out on a full break. He's like no one within twenty feet of him, and he's skating in hard and about eight feet in front of the net he blasts the like he hit a clapper that was just with emphasis it was an Mm -hmm. exclamation point for the victory in ottawa which you couldn't tell because leafs fans traveled well and in ottawa you can't tell by listening the reaction to a goal who actually scored you know what I mean? Like that. And everyone knows what we're talking about in Raleigh. When the fans go, when the Canes score, you know, who scored. Yeah. You know what I mean? He hits a clapper that was just huge. And then he peels off and Riley skates up to him. He peels away from the net where he probably would have just smashed his stick. And instead he cross-checks the guy, the senator in the head. Just straight up drills him. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out what the hell his problem is. First of all, it, how many games do you think he, he gets? He'll get a few. I, I think you got to give him two or three games. I would give him more because unlike something in the heat of the game, like where there's a play going on, this is this is after the play is dead. Like the whistle's been blown, there's no scrum, there's no reason you should even be within you know six feet of the guy. Exactly, and you you go over, um, and I'll tell you what, you finish, and then I will I will tell you what I think the suspension should be. Okay, so I, I totally think it should be at least at least three, at least, even though he's never, I don't believe he's ever been punished before. Riley has never been suspended for anything. Um, I, And he did it because the Senator scored the goal too hard. I <laughs> honestly, I don't, would it, would, first of all, there's people that saying, oh, that's against the code. Really? Does it matter when you give up an empty net goal how you score it? There's the velocity of the puck, sir. Yeah, I mean, he's doing it in front of his home team. Like, he's on home ice. He's celebrating a now-guaranteed victory with an exclamation point. What is Riley doing? What? He's got no business doing it. And for all of the Leaf apologists who thought, yeah, I really didn't like the way he scored that goal. No. You didn't like that he scored the goal. Period. 
doesn't matter how he scored it. It doesn't matter how he scored it. What would be worse? A 100-mile-an-hour slap shot from eight feet out on an empty net? Or him going in, maybe the goaltender's still in at the end of the game. There's only five seconds left in the game. He's not. He's got a break. No one's going to stop him. And then he takes the slapper. Is that worse <laughs> or better? You know what I mean? Like that would be infinitely worse. Infinitely worse. Five seconds left and he's skating yeah. in alone. And then he puts a clapper like that on a goaltender in net. Give it up. It's nonsense. I can't believe they're trying to defend him. And it, it was just, uh, it was insane. I watched that thing and I'm going, man, I've watched hockey for a long time. And I, now, to be fair, I don't think I've seen very many clappers from eight foot out on an open net. <laughs> I don't think I've seen many of those, okay, in my life. So, yeah, it was weird, but there's no rule that says he can't. There's no rule demanding him to gently yeah. ease the puck into the empty net. I mean, it's it's crap. It is. I So my first thought, Ray, is when I saw the replay – even though I knew what happened, my first thought was, would it be funny if he if he went off like the crossbar and it dinged out? <laughs> I mean, because that's so, right. Yeah. Did, did did he need to take basically a slapper on an empty net from like eight feet? No. You're in Ottawa. Your your team has not had a lot of of positive moments this year. You're beating your one of your rivals. I didn't have a problem with it. And the people who do like, oh, that's against the code. Hockey players will like have a heart attack and then not want to miss a shift. But then you do something as that as soft as that, and they get all bent of shape. And I don't yeah, understand it. It's there. You, you're right. There's no unwritten rule that says if the velocity of the puck is more than 22 miles an hour, then yeah. you have to fight the guy. Um, what? <laughs> so you asked about the suspension. Um, I'd give him like 10 games, and wow. this is why. Uh, this is why because because people who listen and know hockey are going to be like, what for that? Yes, for that. Like I said a few minutes ago, after the play, it has nothing to do with you. There's no reason for any Toronto player to be within 10 feet of him, right? Yeah. We all agree. This is not like a scrum where things got a hand or an open ice hit where you go high on a guy. This is this is five or six seconds after the goal, which in hockey time is forever. Yeah. When I saw it, Ray, in, in – uh, for for younger Kaniacs, I'm going back to like 1993, 1994. So if you haven't seen it, YouTube this. YouTube Dale Hunter, Pierre oh. Turgeon. Same kind of situation, okay? Pierre yeah. Turgeon goes down. Um, he was playing for the Islanders. Islanders. He goes down. He scores a goal. He goes to celebrate. He's kind of facing the crowd. Dale Hunter comes up and cross-checks him across the back of the head. Yeah. After, like same thing, five, 10 seconds after. He ends up separating Terjan's shoulder, which I think pretty much put an end to the Islanders season as a whole, kind of at that point. Pretty much. He got 21 games, which at that time was one of the longest suspensions in league history and still is one of the longest suspensions for doing the same thing. The difference is that Terjan had to go to the hospital with a separated shoulder. But I've often said you can't penalize it based upon what happened. You you penalize it based upon the yeah, actions tent. involved. So yeah. I'd give him 10 games and I would put out a league notice that says the next person who blindsides somebody after, a, you know, after a goal, like, you know, a, you know, not two seconds. Like if you're, if you're battling for, but if it's five or 10 seconds after the goal, the play is dead and you blindside somebody like I'm going to make it 20 games next time. Yeah. If you want to get those kind of hits out of the game, you know, cause he could have really hurt him blindside the guy with a hockey stick, you know, for folks who don't play hockey, now I've been cross-checked with a wooden stick, which does not feel good. Like when somebody takes no. you know, basically a one, you know, a one by one and a half piece of lumber and slams it across the side of your neck or your gut, it hurts. It does. Carbon fiber ain't gonna break. Like it, it you know, and, and it's gonna flex and it's gonna there's gonna put more energy in your body. I can't imagine. So when I saw it, my first thought was the the Hunter Turgeon incident uh, yeah, in which Dale too. got 21 games. So 
nobody got hurt, so it's going to get written off. And he'll, I think he'll get a couple of games. But this should be treated seriously. Like this is an easy win for getting those kind of cheap shots out of the game, because it's so easy to say, look. It was an empty net goal. The game was over. It was five or six seconds after the goal. There was no other Maple Leaf in the area. Like, you're not defending a team or anything. It's so easy to make this an easy victory for getting cheap shots out. I'll say this, and I think it might bring it to a head here. That was assault. It wasn't (laughs) part of the game. That was a straight up assault and yeah. and probably should be i mean i believe that he he won't get more than three i don't believe because of what he's done in the past and stuff he's not a he's not a guy but but that was assault i mean it just plain was yeah game you know the play was over it's not something that happened within the whistles right. it was after the whistle yeah. and the the senator who peeled off he he's celebrating and stuff, and then he turns and looks, and there's that look in his eye, like, "The hell are you doing here?" Pack, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was like that. Why are you following me? What what what's the issue? If I, you're the Leafs and you don't like that that empty net goal, play better. Yeah. Don't, don't let don't let one of the worst teams in the leagues beat you. Like, you know, if you don't like it, don't pull the goalie. But like you said. I, I would rather have them fire on empty net and, and just say, you know what, like, you know, I'm going to go in the locker room and, and curse a bunch and break some sticks and all and, and get out of my system. But to go, you're right, to go assault the guy is just yeah, you know un- what? unconscionable. Riley, uh, just break your stick on the on the net because you're upset <laughs> that you lost the game. That's what the crossbar is there for, man. The, cross, yeah. the crossbar is there for you to break your stick on. Watch 100%. any number of NHL videos. That's what it's there for. Yeah. There's a a great, great length there. So that was Um, really egregious. It was. Um, Before we get to the specialty jerseys, which we'll finish on, uh, really quickly, because I I find it kind of funny and kind of sad, which which was a song lyrics, I feel like, from like my my past. I'm trying to think of uh, Mad World by the Donnie Darko, Mad World. Find it kind of funny, find it kind of sad. The things of which I'm dying are the best never had. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two stadium series games this weekend in the New York metro Ooh. area. Rangers, Isles, Philadelphia, and... Um, the Devils. And the Devils. Not sold out. Yeah. I'm just I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. The, the, the Triangle metro area has 1.4 million people, and we sold 60-something thousand tickets to... Carter Finley Stadium and the Canes sold out their allotment twice same day. Yeah. yeah. And Met MetLife for Hockey is, is listed as 82.5. So about 20,000 more seats than here. But the New York metro area, not including Philadelphia, is 20 million people. Yeah. And and it's not just resale tickets. There are original Ticketmaster tickets that have not yet been bought by anyone for sale. Not a ton. I know get me wrong. I'm not saying it's half empty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for for fan bases who claim to be like, you know, to you know the Rangers, right? Like we rival Toronto. Like we're the biggest team. Like well, we're the Devils. Like we're Philly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Isles are like we used to be really good. <laughs> to not sell out is is just. I mean. It's you an eye opener. I I I wanted you know yeah. The next time I hear about hockey in the South and fan, and tickets are like the cheap tickets are less than a hundred bucks. They were at least that for Carter Finley. Yes, you know what I mean. Like I I paid a lot more than you know. Like yeah. don't tell my fan, but I had paid a lot more than a hundred bucks for my tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but so yeah. The the next time that I hear any junk from a Rangers fan, Islanders fan, New York, whatever, just say hey, how come you guys couldn't sell out your stadium series game? What's, just just what's food for deal? thought. Well, it's, 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 it's a little pettiness creeping in, I know, but but it, I am what I am, and uh, but, and I just thought it was funny that with 20 million people, they needed, I think it was like 0.04 percent of the population to get tickets. So you well, have the 20 million in the New York metro area. Plus, I don't know how big Philly is. Philly's Philly's got to be a couple million people, right? Uh, at least, 
I mean, I, I'm not uh, as attuned to the population stats for cities in the United States, but as a Canadian, like you don't know that. Lot. As a West Coast yeah. Canadian, you don't know that the population Shameful. of the Philly metro area is 1.576 million, sir? <laughs> Shameful. 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 I got to get back to the books. The Canadian education system is failing you, Ray. <laughs> failing me big time. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I just wanted to bring it up because I, I thought it was an interesting note that, you know, I know Caniacs, we can be defensive about our team and, and when we you know hear about the fans and things. And every day I see something new, and this is one of those things that just makes me go, you know what, just let them talk. Because A, they yeah. either don't know what they're talking about, or B, you know, you it's can't sell you can't sell eighty thousand tickets. Yeah, we could, we could. If Carter yeah. Finley was eighty thousand seats, there would have been eighty thousand people in those stands. One hundred. We we had almost sixty thousand people for a college game. Crazy. Wasn't it like right? half full? Wasn't it, wasn't it like thirty something thousand people there for the college? It, I I don't have the number nuts. in front of me, but it was a lot. It was there was a lot of people there celebrating as well. It was tr- yeah. it was tremendous. It was yeah, tremendous. So. But, yeah, the chirping but, when we when you mentioned that Kaniacs get defensive, it's years and years and years of chirping. That is just at some point you're going to be defensive, right? And it just that that's just pushed into you. Yeah, it's and it was different when you. some of it was true. Yeah, when it was true, it was like yeah, that's. You know, but now it's really like that's the stinks. same tired argument. Like that's like this ain't 2017. Yeah, look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. One yeah. of the high we sell out, you know, virtually every night. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's amazing. We got great fans, and I've been down there. I've witnessed it. I've seen it. Caniacs is an accurate term for how much these fans love the team. It, it, the rest goes yeah. without saying. One of the things, Brad that I am most happy with and sad at the same time was the, uh, was the release of the uh, black excellence celebration jerseys for Carolina. Um, It made me ridiculously happy seeing this representation uh, design that was created by a fellow named Mike Jones Mm-hmm. Born in North Carolina and owns and operates Violet. It's like freelance creation and design company. And I'm saying that now because I want people listening to go check this guy because what he did was magnificent. Those jerseys are dope. Fantastic. And I spent a long time looking at that. Do I want to? And the, and the money was going to something specific. I can't recall exactly which but it was something specific uh that the money was being raised for a great celebration of of black history i love i loved it i absolutely loved the representation wanted to buy it it was priced out of my range you know 450 bones american is what five thousand in canadian like yeah that sounds right it's uh yeah that's probably it's a it's a lot right there's yeah that's my education system letting me down um it just <laughs> it's just crazy right like so it was a little too much but i love the design they sold out like that and for good reason mm-hmm. good reason this is tremendous and i mean even the story behind the story behind the rose the way it looks everything about it is Amazing, amazing, and yeah, it, it come from a song by tu- Tupac, something like that, right? Uh, the rose that the rose that grew from concrete. What uh, an amazing story! Yeah. That actually, that actually is pretty close to the way things are in the NHL for black people black men it's hard to it's it's hard to make it the pressure i've seen oh there what was the name of that uh documentary that i watched 
It's in, it's insane. Kids, young black children, no more than twelve, right, getting into the game, wanting to play, and the adversity they face from everyone, not just the player, the other kids that they're playing on the ice either, right? The parents shouting out at them on the ice. I'll never understand it. Never experienced hate like that. And yet they survive and move on. There's some great, great players that are African-American. Yep. They need to be celebrated. You and I, and you came up with it first, you get the credit for it. They say that hockey is for everyone. It's not, but it should be. Yep. And I think I may have misquoted you in saying it like that, but that's no, pretty that's much pretty it. Much it, it. I mean, <laughs> it's like, it's it, it's it's so should be for everyone. And we have a hard enough time, you know, with the LGBTQ plus people being besmirched and you can't do pride things anymore now because of the league, right? The African-American player just is, you don't want to call them a, a unicorn. They're so few, right? You don't see them very often, but you should, you should, it shouldn't be that hard. You shouldn't be persecuted for the amount of, you know, melatonin in your skin, right? Yeah, 100%. Come on. Or, or what, whatever, with the, the pigment of your skin. It shouldn't manager. And yeah. it shouldn't man- matter, rather. And seeing displays like this, man, it was it was sensational. I, I love this I, I love it. I was hoping this, for a t-shirt, but yeah, so how quick. Uh, just well, I'm hoping yeah. there's going to be another uh, release. I'm hoping that they see because of the reaction, it would be criminal to not have another yeah. release. Yeah, honestly, you know what? You know what I liked was I think it was I think I saw it this morning. Uh, was Computer and Coin mentioned how she likes the term Black Excellence because it's it's an active thing. Like black mm-hmm. history makes it sound like things that happened in the past, whereas she was equating black excellence to meaning what's happening now. Um, and I, I thought that was really astute. I thought that was a really great it point. Is. So I, I was like, oh, like you know, I, I I'm going to remember that because I like the way that you know she's she's kind of thinking about it. And um, it's the right real, message. Yeah, yeah. And real just so a couple of things. Um, the Hurricanes. I think I've had six or seven African American players. Um, uh, Ray Newfeld. Played for the Whalers way yeah. back in the day. Way back. Um, I I've mentioned before I have a game worn Derek Joslin jersey from when Derek uh, was here, and yeah. the reason the reason I took that in trade was specifically because he was the first African American Hurricane right. ever. Right. Yeah. So I'm really proud to have that jersey in my collection. Um, Sandy McCarthy was one. Um, Anthony Stewart. Is yeah. another uh, Anson Carter was here for a while. Uh, Anson Carter, Kevin yeah. Weeks obviously is, is probably Kevin the best Weeks. known, right? Shady eighties yeah. was always live in the hearts of the people who were watching then, and you and we have uh, Jalen Chatfield on the team now, um, who's yeah. biracial. So it's um, you know the Hurricanes. You know, I think it's important for them to to represent and have these kind of things to represent the folks who were make up the team like you know as part of your your legacy that you are carrying on and the only and it's not a downside because it shouldn't be an either or but like you said like with the lgbtq plus community is like you know we haven't seen jerseys for that community from the canes right so i wish the canes didn't have this double standard of what they're trying to do but i'll take progress right because this is a new thing for them it's a step in the right direction so we don't you know, I sometimes have to, you know, tell my kiddo this, right? You know, perfection is, you know, the antithesis of good, right? It's if yeah, 
if it's if it's perfection or nothing, you know, then yeah. if, if it's if it's perfect if it's either perfect or nothing or incremental, take the incremental, right? Yeah. So this is a step in the right direction. I'm really excited. It was a really great design. Um, I reached out to Mike uh, and said, "Hey, do you want to come on and talk some hockey? Uh, we'll see if he wants to come on and talk some hockey." Uh, uh, you know, I think what? that would I'm be gonna, phenomenal. So I was I was chatting with him last night. Uh, on, oh, on okay. Facebook, Big Mike. Yeah, Big Mike. I want him to join us on the show. And I, I thought, I forgot that you had messaged him. I was going to message him privately. Uh, it was about he's checking out to see if there's going to be a second release. Like he, he's got some, you know, he's got a lot of connections, right? He's been a big yeah. part of the team and the organization itself, right? So he, he might be able to find out. And yeah, you know what? We need to get him on for sure. Yeah, that would absolutely. be absolutely. That, that would be, be amazing, right? He would because be, I'd love to hear if if he can talk about. It, I'd love to hear about you know how things went with the Canes. Like, you know, I'd, I'd like to hear because I don't think the Canes would would ever have somebody say this is the process from our end. Um, mm-hmm. But if if somebody could give us like, an insight into like you know did they approach you? Did you approach them? Those kind of things. You know, I, I'd like to know you know, what kind of precipitated all this and how did that go down? Because I'd love, I'd love to believe that the the org reached out and wanted to do something and, and are starting to, you know, shift back toward those things that they were doing for a long time. I, I, I would really like to see that, um, you know, everybody makes mistakes, everybody screws up and we can, and we can yeah. tell them about it and it, actions speak louder than words, right? So doing something like this, I think is a positive step in the direction for an organization that, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying tradition is anything wrong, but just has done nothing. And, and I, you know, I want them to see them do something. So, so yeah, yeah, very, very cool to see those. It was, it was, it's a great Jersey for those of you that spent the money, uh, supported. I mean, Mr. Jones, please let us know if great there's job. another way where we can, I mean, first of all, you did a great job. Let us know if there's a way that we can get our hands on something with that representation. I'll take a lithograph or, you know what I mean? Like anything. Oh yeah. Because you know what I'm saying? Like there yeah, is, yeah. cause the, the picture is uh, very, it's poignant. Mm-hmm. It, that's what, that's what I thought about it. Like the way he was able to move the, the hurricane logo within it, you can see it. Mm-hmm. There's no way to describe it properly. It's absolutely beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And those yeah. of you who spent your money to get it, congrats Good on you. you. It's yeah. it's fantastic. We've had a great yeah. show, Brad. and and some and support support local artists, right? Like yes, regardless, like right? you know, we've, we I think we we've had a number of Hurricanes artists on. They're all phenomenal. Uh, support them because just because they're not making maybe a ton of money at what they're doing, they're doing something they love, and you know I. I look at the 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 paintings and stuff that I've gotten, and I I adore them. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we we've had a long show for just the two of us being on there, man. Yeah. Well, we are loquacious, are we not? Both of us, especially <laughs> that, when yeah. we uh, especially when we're talking about things we love, like Whalers Night and uh, and a Natchez on fire and a goaltender that's snapped too. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> when it's great, it's. Uh, there's so much to talk about, but sometimes we forget things. And uh, I'm a forgetful sort, which is why you're the brains of the operation. You're always <laughs> able to set me straight and true. What what exactly am I missing? Paula you know? sucks eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Moose a Million and, 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 and Julie, who was on the program for that T-shirt. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Oh, you know what it is? It's it's cocaine. Okay. <laughs> Thank you everyone for tuning in. Ray and I greatly appreciate your support in helping us produce an informative and fun podcast. As always, we'd like to say that we believe hockey is for everyone, whether you're a caniac or a bunch of jerks doesn't matter, as we're just a couple of jerks anyway. We would love to hear your questions, comments, and suggestions do our best to answer anything hockey related you can reach us by email at stormseller97 at gmail.com on twitter we are at stormseller97 and on facebook at facebook.com slash stormseller97